What's up, everybody? Welcome to another one of our Brutally Speaking live uh, chats that we throw in uh, midweek onto our feed. These are the things that we do on our Instagram and all of our socials. Uh, We try to do them once a week uh, with various people and so forth. And worst case, uh, it's going to be Dan and I just kind of bullshitting and doing the intros for the episodes and so forth. Um, This is part two with Tom Smith of the Acacia Strain. Uh, Again, we did this on July 22nd, uh, two days before Slow Decay came out. Again, if you haven't picked up the record, you still have ample time to go pick up the record or whatever you're listening to this on. I'm sure there's an app right next to it where you can go and listen to the new record. Um, Basically, the Acacia Strain is coming out 2020, I think, on top, you know, between It Comes in Waves and uh, Slow Decay. So... Um, lots of great music for you. Tom has a podcast as well, Riff Filled Land Podcast. And as you heard at the tail end of last week's episode, uh, Devin from the Acacia Strain was basically commenting on the Instagram live, and then we dragged him in on this. And uh, I think he definitely provided a lot of uh, a lot of fun stories and some funny jokes and so forth uh, to it, as he did at the tail end of uh, the first episode, the first part of this. So thanks to Devin for popping in, and uh, thanks again for Tom for doing this. Um, I think it's great Tom has a podcast, and if if you enjoy this with how far-reaching this thing went, uh, go check out his podcast, Riffield Land Podcast. Uh, He has had Adam from Lauren Shore on the podcast. Um, He's had a handful of other people. I think at this point, uh, the episode with Devin will probably be done. Um, You know, just really easy dude to talk to about a lot of different things so hopefully you enjoyed this uh the whole point of these live things is that they are not traditional interviews like they are for the podcast uh so they're way 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 more loose um so hopefully you enjoy this as much as i did and without further ado here is part two with tom smith of the acacia strain and we will see you on sunday i also like i've been living in those acacia strain like old man shorts that you guys were selling yeah <laughs> um I I, like I bought one of the last pair like I the last two times I've seen you guys live and I bought like a bunch of merch. I have haggled with your merch guy because usually I end up buying something that's like the last one. <laughs> and it, ju- it just straight up on the piece of merch will be like, make me an offer. Oh, look at Devin's comment. That's really funny. Speaking of Germany, this happened last week. <laughs> you are my favorite band on recording, but live not so much. Yeah, oh, no, I know. There's another one. Uh, Devin did a German phone interview the other day, and he got charged ninety three dollars for the call. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't see that comment anywhere. I, I'm seeing it on mine. Uh, either way, that's a real thing. And uh, I think we, I think he got reimbursed either by the band or by whoever the interview was with. But. Uh, but yeah, that was like a, oh, that's just continuing on with the comedy that is sometimes German interactions <laughs> with American bands. That's another one. <laughs> what is one of the funnier things that has happened on tour, whether it's actually funny or it's just it's so comical because of the the timing of it, like where it's like it's not funny at all, but just the timing of it, you're like, <laughs> fucking course this happens in like in general. Sure. I mean uh the nightmare funny is fucking being three weeks into a tour and you just get to the west coast and then you have to go home because there's a global <laughs> pandemic so we could go with that one <laughs> um or if we're going actually funny i don't know Devin, hit me with a hit me with a funny one in the comment and i'll explain it but he uh, says matt's chips infinity war oh my god okay so, <laughs> so uh <laughs> i can't wait for the Devin and you podcast by the way Oh yeah, that's happening. I think uh, either I think Friday we're doing that, Devin. But um, the the oh, Hollywood chips. Uh, so the Canadian tour that we did two years ago was it was very fun, but it was also very mentally taxing 
mm-hmm. just for a lot of factors there was like anybody who does like international touring knows that all the way east coast like east coast an hour earlier than eastern standard time kind of thing like from there all the way to vancouver that's a rough tour like it's a lot of drives it's a lot of days off it's just like a mentally taxing uh tour so i feel like the canadian tour had a million funny things because we were all just losing our minds but uh matt's chips infinity war matt our fill-in drummer um from two years ago he we we were like every gas station we ever stop at matt's always got to get some kind of snack and i mean we all basically do but matt is like a snacker he gets this family size bag of doritos opens them up <laughs> takes like three bites of it uh and then we pull into somewhere to get food he didn't realize that we were getting food and excuse me we uh we go into the restaurant it's probably only funny to me and Devin, but i'm telling it anyway <laughs> we we go into it we do our thing we go back to the van me and Vincent have to go across the street to like a rest area to take a piss because where we got food didn't even have a bathroom. And all we see in our group chat is I just Infinity Ward Matt's chips. And me and Vincent are like, what the fuck does that mean? Apparently, Devin got into the van not seeing this bag of chips and with all of his body, just like like when he sometimes when Devin gets into the van, he like kind of plops in there i mean as does anybody because me yeah. and Devin, we both like we have like a futon mat that we lay on so for us in both spots it's like you kind of just got to plop in there and he said that he just felt every single chip <laughs> and i don't know if it was our mental state of being so just like shot but i was like on a knee crying laughing at this rest area waiting to take a piss and then I'm pretty sure every single one of us was in tears at the van, like still 20 minutes later, 10 minutes later when we got back to the van and it was like the best thing on the planet to us. And I think that was the same night that I drank beer in the van until one in the morning and kept my sunglasses on until one in the morning (laughs) because I was just miserable. (laughs) (laughs) And Infinity War, what's what's that about? Oh, uh, he just infinity warded the chips like they were just they ceased to exist. Oh, OK. So destroyed. the Thanos snap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. OK. Yeah. I thought there were two separate two separate no, uh, it, entities. Yeah. It was all together. I, oh, this. And because we were on that Canadian tour with Left Behind and I am who are like our two best friends or band best friends. It was like, yeah, there was just a lot of really dumb bullshit. I want to if Devin has another one, if he's still on, Devin, hit me with another and I'll give another one. <laughs> so in theory, I think we're going to have, and we can just re-up on the Instagram thing, but as I say, I think we'll probably have like another three or four minutes for it, like shuts us down. Oh, yeah, um, okay. But we can just re-up it. It's, it's not a big deal. Um, but no, I, so it's funny, like my wife and I have been traveling a lot more and in as such, like it, it's kind of funny how, certain things be kind of you have like your weird quirks like mm-hmm. so for me um like no one can see this but like i i like assorted beverages <laughs> i've noticed like six different cups that i feel like you've been grabbing <laughs> so this is my sweet tea that i made and i'm not from the south but i fucking love sweet tea so i just made a pitcher of sweet tea last night <laughs> um then i had this beer i have this beer which is gone basically after this next sip and then i have a pbr Jesus Christ! <laughs> at my at, at my work today, especially, uh, I had 
those uh ice sparkling ice drinks the caffeine mm-hmm. ones those yeah. are like my new thing that i'm like in love with so i bought i went to a gas station spent 10 bucks this morning or eight dollars um bought three gatorades and two of those uh sparkling ice things and those throughout the day i had at least two beverages alternating plus my <laughs> water and people are always like who's drinking all these it's like me <laughs> that's so interesting you know i, I mean I can bring it back to Matt, our old fill-in also. He, and I said this on the podcast when I did an episode with him, and I mean this, I meant this to him in the most endearing way, and I'm going to say it to you in the most endearing way. The minute I noticed that Matt was weird was when he got two slices of pizza the first day I met him, and instead of eating one whole slice and then moving on to the other, he alternated bites. So I'm going to hit, I'm going to like rate you that same level of weird with that. But I, I, I love it. Like, I mean that in truly the best way. I know it's my friend, so I could call you weird either way. (laughs) It's, it's definitely a weird quirk that I have uh, as far as like needing multiple beverages, but I just, I hate, I hate the idea of like being limited to one thing. It's like, (laughs) I was that asshole who like had the 300 page cd booklet because uh-huh. i couldn't stick to one fucking thing yeah it would be like oh i decided to um i decided that i needed to like oh i want to listen to this like hymn record right now so i definitely need that and then i needed you know something else do i have covid19 no i got my <laughs> test right. um i got my test that test is weird by the way i don't know if anyone's taken it um, who is this talking about COVID? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I thought it was my friend Hollywood uh, who lives here in town with me because he oh. has a name that sort of looks like that. Um, but he it's not him. It's somebody who lives in Syria, um, uh. but they don't know what we're speaking about. And that at least I am very fast, like a rapper. I'm assuming that's. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. So instagram live thing it did i'm gonna yeah okay i'm gonna pop it back up here in a second but um yeah it's connecting now um but no the covid test was weird like i so i was supposed to go i got furloughed and then i was supposed to go back to work uh starting last or the week before last week so two weeks ago and what was fucked up is the day my job texted me like hey come back they were like, I, my uh, wife was like, Hey, so a bartender who we happened to be served by just got COVID and he announced that he got it, had a positive case. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. Cause that's one of the things when I go into work, it, it always says like, Hey, did you come in direct contact with somebody? And so I uh, was like, okay, maybe I can skate around this and make it to where like, I could just go back to work. Mm-hmm. and but i was really afraid that if i did that that i'd get a, a positive case and then i'd have to tell work like i got a positive case and then they'd be like well how do you know it takes like x amount of days to get it back and i go well so i took a test a couple of days ago and then it would be like this whole thing where it's like so you willingly you knew you were in yeah. contact with and then came back into work knowing that you might have it like that's fucked yeah so i was just like so i told them and then i was like all right you know it kind of is whatever um so i had to go get the test and I have a big nose. Um, so like, and it, it was a drive through kind of thing. Like they just like do all this shit in the car. Yeah. That's and I was I talking to 
so I went and did that and they were like, Hey, so like they had it in my nose and then they go, can you actually tilt back further? And I was like, okay. And then they like jammed it in there. And then like when they, when they started and then it was like, Hey, can you, uh, can you lean the other way? And then they jammed it in further from that. <laughs> and I remember the night before I did uh, a podcast with uh, Michael from volumes mm-hmm. and talking about because he had just gotten tested he's like dude it, it feels like when you get a bunch of water up your nose like when you go swimming mm-hmm. but like it lasts for like half the day yeah i like, i just did a test a, few days, like, a week ago i got a test and uh it felt like it was like i had the cotton swab in my nose for like four hours after yeah it was it was real rough yeah um so yeah. i don't I mean, I'm glad that, uh, yeah, it is fucking terrible. And to the dude who's asking us, uh, I don't study anything. I study people so I can interview them. And my job is literally shipping and shipping out things to uh, to companies at my job. So <laughs> that is what I do. And I listen to podcasts all day. Um, Solid. But it's, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those things where I was like, dude, this, this is a fucking terrible thing to go through. And I also made the joke. I was like, why is it that like in all of these years and in all the medical advancements that we've made as, as a society, mm-hmm. why is it that between th- something for, for this test, <laughs> Devin's comment on Instagram, the test was di- designed by Bill Gates so he can install software in your brain oh so that you get to get hacked into buying a Windows phone. <laughs> I'm waiting for this update on that Windows phone. <laughs> but uh, that's good. I, uh, but it was a a thing where I was like, why is it between this COVID test and then the, you know, like getting an STD test? Why is it that they had to stick something far into your fucking hole in your body? (laughs) Like, isn't there any other medical advancement that we could have made at this point to where you don't have to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Like getting a cotton, like a six inch getting a fucking q-tip bigger than my dick shoved in my urethra is not my idea of a good time i luckily have not had it again std test so i'm i'm happy about that wrap it up b <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice thing like when i see i remember a friend of mine i was working with he got a phone call randomly and i was his boss and like we're not allowed to uh i do not need a little i mean no i'm, I'm good thank you um uh, I, I can't speak for Tom, but I, I don't. I, I'm ignoring all those comments because they're just ridiculous. <laughs> Might be a fan. I I don't. I mean, if you are, <laughs> sure, send me money. <laughs> but I buy the pre-order the new record comes out on uh, yeah, comes out on Friday. You can still pre-order. There uh, go. go to merchconnection.com slash probably the occasion strain. I think is, is what it is somewhere or something like that. I don't know what our stuff is. <laughs> Just play guitar, man. <laughs> there we go. I made a thing down here. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot I had that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, God, I lost my train of thought with that. Um, yep, same. <laughs> oh, the STD test. Yeah, no. So a friend of mine got a phone call and he was just like, he's like, he just started getting into an argument, and then he's just like, I don't have an STD, you fucking whore. Blah 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 blah. Did you just hear the other person on the other end going like, man, don't show symptoms, you dumbass. And then I was like, all right. And I was like, <laughs> so do you need to go get tested or something? He goes, I guess I do. 
Jesus. <laughs> like Jesus, I go. And then someone was talking about that recently, and I was like, I've been with the same person for like ten years. Like I, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound fun either way. No, no, nothing about that sounds fun. Oh man, I just now I just want to hear like so many more. I want Devin to keep commenting because like he's been providing gold me and there was one night that i did an instagram live of like just me playing guitar and it ended up with devin and devin devin ended up joining the Mm. the live just so that because we were just commenting back and forth so often that i was just like i don't (laughs) you have to get s I, that Devin, sounds like such a Beavis and Bud headline. I want Devin on this so bad, right dude. I know for real, Devin. If uh, I don't know, I DM the link. Do you want to join this? Like, we can. I can add you into this thing with us if you if you're willing to join. Do uh, let it, us know, Devin. Do so. It. Actually, speaking of guitar playing, not to cut you off. So you were doing the uh, you playing uh, Crazy Train. Oh yeah, that was I, so. It's not even that good of a video, but it was like an hour after I learned it, I was like, I don't care. I'm just gonna post this. <laughs> so what's funny is, and I used to love doing this to people. Um, the Crazy Train riff came as uh, ah fuck, what is the CKY song? Um, Escape from Hellview. Oh yeah, it's just like halftime feel. Yeah, but it's like the exact same riff same notes i think it might be like tuned differently but it's like the exact same devin sent a request to something we don't to 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 the facebook one i'll uh devin go to go to facebook do you have devin john do you have devin on facebook i do not i try not to be weird and just keep adding people (laughs) can i if i send him my i'm gonna send you the link yeah okay i have i'm gonna i'm gonna i was gonna say you can try that or i'm gonna you another link to see to send to Devin. Hit me with a new one, baby, and we get Devi on this. Yeah, there we go. IDR forever. Yeah, dude, IDR. I uh, so friend. Actually, I don't know how big into CKY you are. Uh, I love CKY. A friend. I just found a card. I forgot my friend gave me this. He gave me an Arkill <laughs> CD, <That was> sick. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, cool." I I was like, "I Arkill CD." Um, and it's so hard to uh to not want to uh why is this not cool oh there we go um control v send do it first day ever skips skip school (laughs) (laughs) that was that was uh four days after my birthday devin uh, this is not relevant to infiltrate, destroy, rebuild, but it's relevant to CKY. Um, we, Devin, about three years ago, started this trend with us where whenever we're in a public place and we realize that like one of us from the band is in the bathroom next to each other, like you just wind up in the stall next to somebody, you just start playing uh, 96 Quite Bitter Beings <laughs> as like a... Yeah, just like as the call to everybody to know that you have a friend next to you. <laughs> <laughs> all right it, Devin, check, like, Devin, check your facebook i'm sending you the thing here's a fun thing what is what is a what is a band that you feel is underrated that never really got their props CKY. like cky i feel like i was <laughs> say ck like I, I did an interview with Devin or uh not Devin. what the fuck is his name uh darren mm-hmm. and i was 
so nervous. Oh, there he is. I, let me in. <laughs> I uh, there's a there's a bunch of or, or yeah. Keep going with your story, and then I'll list more bands. Devin, I sent you the link. But like it was, it was kind of interesting though to see that you know CKY. Like I feel like actually has achieved a lot of success internationally and so forth. Yeah, but it's just I, fucking wild to see how big they are but aren't at the same time well it's funny i I forget who i was talking about this with recently but i was always wondering like as much as like jackass and bam helped out cky you know i'm definitely curious about how much it hindered them like just because it kind of like typecasted them into what they were you know big richard (laughs) (laughs) what's up fuckers (laughs) <laughs> what up dev who hey. uh i love the let me in i just imagined you as uh Andre. Richard. I just <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> love that uh like a penis so what do you... <laughs> the only way it would have been better is if you named it a uh, pig penis i can't i can't hear you at all can't hear me at all can you hear me? I can, hold on. Turn the volume up on your phone, bud. The volume is <laughs> up. <laughs> you're the you're the new guy in this. We've been able to hear each other perfectly since you arrived. I broke it. Well, you're clearly hearing me because you're talking can, back to me. I can hear you. I can't hear him. <laughs> you can't hear me. Now, now I can. Okay. I think you could hear all. Well, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you got your big dick off of the, my microphone, so I could actually be heard instead of being muffled. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> so, what are, what other fun stories do you have? Because uh, so far, everything you've been uh, providing has been gold for Tom. Um. Yeah, let's get some funny. Do, be, do something see. funny, Devin. <laughs> be funny right now. Be funny right now. Uh. I feel bad for the Instagram people. They can't see that Devin's on now. Yeah, they can go to hell. Yeah, exactly. They can go to hell. <laughs> Get on Facebook, bud. I don't know, me and Tom fight a lot. We do. It's circle of apologies, man. <laughs> That's a very Canadian thing to do. Oh, Devin, days. give him a tell. Tell John and anybody watching about your masterful negotiation skills. Oh, for an apology? Yeah. <laughs> So if Tom does something and he makes me upset <laughs> and he apologizes, I'm usually like, eh, not good enough. <laughs> and I try to convince him, you know, if he wants to really make it up to me, hundred bucks. <laughs> and it's like one day per diem. It usually, it's like a lot more days per diem than that. <laughs> so he, he, he says no. And I try to drop it to 20 bucks because one time he might actually do it. <laughs> Never going and if that doesn't work then i go you know i'll walk to the store with me and then i'll usually do that <laughs> it's almost like one day you're just gonna look at your venmo or cash app or something like that and then you're just gonna see like ten dollars <laughs> <laughs> no no for a joke when uh oh when we were making slow decay uh, I had sold Devin like a case for something, but he didn't pay me. So I tried to, 
<laughs> I tried to Venmo request him $90 saying you stole my case. And then I accidentally gave him $90 <laughs> because I had pay instead. Uh, and then I had to text him being like, I'm sorry, I'm being a dick. Can you please give me my $90 back? I'm sorry, we're not a friend or family, so you're only going to get $87.75 back. <laughs> but it was just like, oh, I was being an asshole trying to call him out, and I have to now apologize. <laughs> and then I ended up talking you down on the price of the case anyways. <laughs> no, you just didn't pay me what I asked you. You didn't talk me down from anything, but whatever. Well, you wanted $90 for a case that's $110 brand new. 90 bucks used, baby. <laughs> it had cat hair all over it. <laughs> From you! You had the cat hair. Still had cat hair all over it. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> 75 bucks was fair. Hey, you know what? You sound like Guitar Center right now. You seen that thing they're doing? Devin is no. Guitar Center. <laughs> What's Guitar Center? Devin, you're <laughs> sometimes you're the equivalent of Guitar Center <laughs> when you try to make deals like this. <laughs> no i'm pawn stars yeah you're pawn stars for sure <laughs> best i could do is this is where i could sell this for 10 grand best i could do is 100 bucks <laughs> let me call buddy actually no i'm i'm not you remember the other pawns the pawn show that was like in detroit where it was yeah like the old, yeah that's the old that's guy. like an uh, two and a half hours from where I live, yeah. Hardcore yeah. pawn. Hardcore pawn, yep. Oh, hardcore yeah, yeah, yeah. Pond. I do remember that. <laughs> I threaten people to <laughs> tell them to get the hell out. Yeah. Devin, just Sir, you invited me. <laughs> no, I... Uh, so Guitar Center the other day is doing this thing, which is real shitty, especially in the time frame, where they're doing a... Uh, you can sell all your shit. But they're going to obviously fuck you and they you can't buy from other people who are selling their shit like it's just super shitty where you're like so obviously the whole point is that you're trying to get cool good shit for real cheap and fuck everybody else and then like I would almost just like scout it and be like all right that's a cool looking like you know guitar or a cab or whatever like hey dude before you even go in there like what are you selling it for like I'll, I'll try to give you something better than they will hey devin remember the last thing that you bought used from a guitar center yeah i bought a rocktron <laughs> power amp that didn't work yeah but you also didn't turn it on for six yeah. months <laughs> your fault for not trying it reason behind that i bought it and bought it sight unseen because i we ordered this store ordered it from the, the website I had it shipped to Vincent's, so I didn't have to fly with it. It sat at Vincent's for quite a while until I was able to try it. You had it for much longer. You yeah, were but... in the presence of it for much longer than you had it when you tried right, it. Right, <laughs> but even even if I tried it out when I got first had my hands on it, I was still outside of the window of like being able to return it. <laughs> <laughs> so they did it turned on, but it didn't work. So that's all yeah, did it did. It, it did turn on, but it definitely did not work. If I've learned anything, I think at that point you can turn around and sell that uh, with your signature on it uh, <laughs> at the merch booth. Yeah. See, Guitar Center is a scam because if you really, if you want a good deal on gear, just get some bad gear, get really good at playing, <laughs> start a band, tour for like 10 years, and then start getting endorsements and you can get stuff for free. Yeah, isn't that that's the fucked the up way thing? To get one over on Guitar Center. That's a great yeah. plan. <laughs> what? What's a? 
So I, I'm as you're kind of telling of these like your stories and so forth, I'm reminded of an interview uh, with Monkey and Head from a guitar world from forever ago. And they were like, oh, some some dude showed up at Soundcheck that made his own pedals and we tried them out and we're like, yo, these are tight. Go to merch, buy like get whatever you want, so on and so forth. Has anyone ever approached either of you with like gear they've made, whether it be a guitar, a pedal, whatever, in exchange for something? Uh, yeah, but it's always it's always been cool stuff for the most part. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> that sounds condescending, but like, <laughs> I mean, there's not a ton there, of that well, happening. But it's usually stuff that I'm like, okay, yeah, that's actually interesting. I'll talk to you about it. You know, right? Yeah, there's. It's usually anymore. The most you'll get is like somebody who has no either no business building something or like in tom's case that's this older guy who just keeps giving him guitars <laughs> the older guy being my dad <laughs> <laughs> it's weird these guitars already come with your name on them and tom smith I, senior not senior or junior yeah, we already went over this uh, in the i band. read a review today tom that and you were listed as junior yeah i know because you listed me as junior on our wikipedia <laughs> hey you're also the hammer so i don't want to hear it yeah that's uh that's steve's doing <laughs> no that was also me oh i think steve did it first <laughs> no steve sent me the screenshot that he did it what yeah, is your remembering evan can't keep track of his own jokes that's what is what there. is the best story you've heard about yourself that is totally not true like a, a fact or fiction wikipedia type thing uh <laughs> I don't need, I don't think anything really. Devin Devin might have something. He's been around longer than I have. Uh Tom started body count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's rumor started by Devin. <laughs> Tom was in body count, so that's in my that's my favorite rumor cuz I got to play guitar on a body count song once. So that's kind of true. On uh, the the first one that they did with Will? Yeah, yeah, I got to play guitar on uh, one of those songs and it was institutionalized. Tom said he's not allowed to say what song it is, but I'm not Tom, and I can't get in trouble. Well, I'm not going to confirm or deny, but ever since hey. then, I have been introducing myself as a member of Body Count. Dude, that it having had Ernie C on the podcast, that dude has got so many stories. But what was kind of cool, I thought, was just how like he admitted that he was like, yeah, so like, I mean, I might play something, Will might record up like it's kind of a collaborative thing like it doesn't matter as long as the songs are cool and i'm like i wish more people were that upfront and honest about being like it was all me in the studio like i played every lead i did everything and you're like something and just be like (laughs) (laughs) just be like it doesn't fucking matter like as long as the end product is fucking cool like that's all that matters devin's doing that to himself i I saw it all i played almost all the guitars on slow decay no you didn't (laughs) Yeah, I Griffin, did. Griffin wrote and recorded everything, including the drums. I don't want to yeah. hear it. And he also did vocals, right? Yes, he did <laughs> vocals. <laughs> oh, just just wait for that. I can't feel well and crippling poison to oh. skyrocket us into superstardom. That's my favorite part on our entire record is the song. One of the songs that's not released. Devin's got a sweet, sweet vocal, and it is one of my favorite moments I have ever witnessed in music. Why is that? It's sick. It's so sick. It's my, James Hetfield. Yeah, oh, he sounds like James Hetfield. Like 87 Hetfield, like with the full-on mullet and the, the chops. It's or, like James oh, yeah. Hetfield okay. twitching tongues. <laughs> okay. It's God, so man, I wish, I wish that band would put out something new soon. Yeah, Metallica, they they're band? fucking sick. <laughs> no, Metallica <laughs> sucks. 
I, I don't need anything else from that. If we're going back to funny tour stories, anytime Devin and I start talking about Metallica, that's a, that's just an immediately yelling at each other in the green room kind of conversation. Listen, they still have a good one left in them. I, okay, I'm not going to get in that on the internet. Out, out of all, all of them, who has a good record left in them? Kirk, who who loses his phone and all of his riffs, James and Lars, who apparently won't let anyone else write anything, or Rob and, and Kirk, who like doing weird jams that aren't very good at... Listen, <laughs> Rob and Kirk Jimmy Hatfield has so much talent in his right hand. Yeah. If they, let him, if they let him use it, they will write another good record. Hey, you know what? All I'm going to say, put the nail in the coffin, is uh, Metallica should know... Like, people who... Shouldn't make beer alcoholic at beverages, so <laughs> their beer is one of the. Their beer is worse than the fucking snare tone on Saint Anger. Like it is god I awful. I don't hate the. I don't hate that sound. I think I've grown to really like that snare sound. Uh, well, I read. I read something actually earlier today. Yeah, about Bob Rock Bob. saying how they can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it was just like they went in they the old rehearsal studio them being a garage band yeah and it kind of helped to save the band from breaking up because no, you know without that we wouldn't have got like the legendary death magnetic record with songs i can't remember the names of because they're not very good Ah, <laughs> uh, yes but, the most but, uh, legendary when i think of I legendary think records i think master of puppets ride the lightning death magnetic <laughs> <laughs> I still, I still think that Hardwired is right after Black Album. I have listened to maybe a riff from Hardwired, so I can't even give an opinion on it. Listen to Dream No More, man. That that chorus is heavy. I don't. After you trying to actually sell me on Creed, I don't think I listen to anything you. All right, here, here's anymore. here's a fun tangent. Since this, what is a record that most people hate that you is criminally underrated by a a good band? Uh, and most people think that him sucks and him rocks. <laughs> I have a yeah, I have a bunch of him tattoos. I love Those that first records, pretty good. I actually think everything is a, is a, a good record. I just think it's toward the end. It got it's kind of weird. They kind of went like way stoner doom metal kind of toward the end, like just eight nine minute long songs that just kind of like get down to a really slow like single like chug for a second. You're like. Eh. And oh no, okay, we're back to the chorus. Okay, all right, that's what we did. Okay, I think, um, I think the the worst thing about him is just the lyrics because it's like, oh, what's the song going to be about? Love or dying or both? <laughs> those are our three topics. Yeah, but I mean, those are pretty metal. Yeah, I feel like it's tired after a while. Though. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I think like one of mine is uh, Finch's "Say Hello to Sunshine." I think is a criminally underrated record. Like the playing on is just really good. I mean, because let's be fair, I think uh, what it is to burn. If they would have kept going down that route, it's like cool. We already had Glass Jaw. We don't need another one. <laughs> and then you could almost argue who put out the better follow up to Worship and Tribute: Glass Jaw or Let Live with Fake History. I don't listen to music. <laughs> yeah. Who's your favorite podcaster? Let's go with that. And I know it's not me or Tom, so. <laughs> it's Tom. <laughs> Ten episodes, nine episodes in, and he's already my favorite. Like, the bar is set so high, he's basically the Dylon of uh, podcasting. <laughs> Just spits well, hot fire. 
he is my favorite stage right guitar player in the Acacia Strain. That's all, all right. I could ever hope for is just being the favorite on my side. If you ever come <laughs> over to my side, I will send you back. How did, how did you? Because you always want me to go to your side and I hate it. Yeah, because I want to attack you. No. Joe Rogan experience. We I stay, have, I have we stay on our sides. We're not that kind of band. We stay on our sides, man. Actually, here's a here's a fun thing, because I, I have noticed seeing some bands, you'll notice like everyone kind of has their like your stage right, your stage left. But then sometimes you'll see bands where they'll switch the, the dynamic where like Tom and, and Griffin might actually be on the other side of the stage, but you're still on your own side. How do you determine when you guys will switch and what what is the reasoning behind that? If you ever have walk over to Tom's side of the stage so I can mess with Tom. I got (laughs) spikes on my guitar strap and I walk over there now so I can stab him with my guitar strap. It's very road warrior of you. There's probably nothing I dislike more in the middle of a show than when Devin comes over to my side and like forces me to his side because (laughs) we play so loud that we don't get each other in each other's monitors. So up on your pedal. Yeah. So I'll go over to his side when he forces me to by like just pushing me over there and I can't hear myself. And then I come back to my side of the stage and Devin has changed me to a lead patch in the middle of car. <laughs> like, like it just never works out well for me. I think it works out great. Yeah, I'm sure you do, Devin. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't do it with Griffin because he'll punch me. He will punch you. And Everyone's afraid of Griffin. That's what I've learned. Dude, in his hands? Straight up the scariest member of the band. I, that's what I said. I said his hands are the size of my house. And he's <laughs> not afraid that- of any of us. No, he's not afraid of anybody. He'll kill all of us. For no reason, too. Out of nowhere, he'll just be upset and we're like, oh, God. <laughs> nah, usually we give him some kind of reason. Yeah, but I don't recognize my own flaws, so I don't. <laughs> so you give him more of a reason than anybody, generally. <laughs> I got Devin sad. He knows he's going to get remember hit Remember that time day. I like, cracked a joke in the group chat to try to like calm everybody down, and he went off on me, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yes, I do remember that. That was a long time ago, but I do remember that. <laughs> Did you get to uh, boss around Tom when he was uh, playing guitar for Left Behind since you managed them? I boss around Tom at all times. <laughs> Devin didn't even watch one of those sets, let alone boss me around. <laughs> I watched. No, you didn't. <laughs> Maybe you sat in the green room and watched on your phone somebody streaming it. <laughs> no, Why? I watched. Devin... I at one point I wasn't gonna do it because I didn't know what was going on with it, and then Devin went, "Please do it, so I don't have to do it." <laughs> Listen, no, I watched. It was it was you on guitar. Kevin was on drums. Oh, Zach okay. Played, Cade played bass. The other guitar player was playing guitar. <laughs> You're right. How can you fool anybody? <laughs> Just calling Brian the other guitar player. I love that. <laughs> oh, like the time I announced you on stage when we it ringing out during a car bomb, and I was like, Thomas, <laughs> Thomas Dwayne, you're on the other guitar. That's probably that's a good lie about that. I've found out is some people think my actual middle name is Dwayne because Devin calls me Thomas Dwayne Smith, not Dwayne, Dwayne. Yeah, Dwayne, Wayne, Dwayne. Oh, also Devin. Just getting on funny Devin things. Uh, Devin, would you like to... Re- do you remember what you said when we were all on that obsession with beans on the Hatebreed tour? Goya or otherwise? And also, you left the Instagram, apparently. My phone died, so I'm out of it. Live, <laughs> right. live by the beans, die by the beans. We, we out, out this bitch. bitch. <laughs> I'm thinking about no. those beans. 
Yeah, that was Devin's uh the end of the show. Devin just announced that to a hate breed crowd and none of us knew it was coming. And Devin just starts talking about beans on stage. <laughs> this dude eating beans. This dude eating beans. One of my favorite things, and I don't know why other bands don't do this as a fucking rib on, on the fucking crowd or whatever. But uh, I saw uh, the bass player from Ice Nine Kills opened for the pack the tour package <laughs> by eating baked ziti. <laughs> what? <laughs> Literally on stage in front of everyone was just like eating it for Devin like twenty ate, minutes. Vincent ate a sandwich on stage a bunch of times during Warp Tour. That's kind of become our thing is getting snacks. So it's funny. Up here locally, uh, there's a thing called Pronto Pups. They're like. A fuck it's just a corn dog as far as I mean whoever's watching that might be from here in Michigan they can get mad that I don't fucking suck the dick of Prano Pups but um so everyone locally has been sharing that meme of Vincent getting like the reaction to like here it is in frame yeah and then Vincent reacting to it but everyone's been flipping the image and it's like when you get offered a Prano Pup but you don't want it because they're <laughs> bigot racist something like that and I'm just like it's so weird that this is now like a meme within a, a thing is like become local for us. And I'm like, it's so I've weird seen that meme come up like way more often than ever lately. And I don't understand why, but it's pretty funny either way. <laughs> speaking, well, speaking of food, allow me to interject here and say, I am going to go eat dinner and I will see you guys later. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Big Richard's out solid. Big Richard. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a lot of fun. I feel like he he would be a fun interview, but he probably wouldn't answer stuff very seriously. So I would just go into it knowing that. You could ca- it. It's one of those things where I get surprised when he is being serious sometimes, and then I feel like the asshole because I'm like making jokes about his very serious response. <laughs> well, that's like when I had to interview when I had the opportunity to interview someone from Guar, and I got to talk to Michael, their singer uh, Blothar, and I was like can like michael as the person because he he as a dude is really interesting like he taught at uh virginia commonwealth college as a Mm -hmm. professor and he like did one of his uh dissertations or whatever on guar and like their social relevance and so forth and so i was like oh like this dude's an intellectual like i'd rather talk to him as a person um and then the the publicist was like no you talk to him in character and i was like (laughs) all right and then so like i so I wrote a set of questions for the character. They were all throwaway there. And then I wrote like three pages of questions for him. Yeah. So when he showed up and like, it wasn't a video. So he showed up just himself, not in costume. And then I go, so here's the thing. Your publicist told me I have to do this interview in person, like as you, as the character. However, I created a whole other set of questions for you as the person that I would love to talk to you about. Here's kind of the line of what it is. If you're game, I'll do whatever one you want to do. I have questions set and ready to go for either one. Mm-hmm. Let me know which one you want to do. And thankfully he was like, let's do the one is me. And I was like, cool. <laughs> and it he was one of those million in character. So he's like, thank God somebody wants to talk to just me. <laughs> well, it kind of made me want not the case because it's like, it's easy to sort of be a character where anything you answer is just fucking like, it doesn't matter. You can be as asinine as you want to be in it. It, it, it doesn't, that's that's who you are as that character mm-hmm. so part of me is almost like maybe that's the fun part of being in guar where you can be like oh yeah you know uh came down from pluto <laughs> and came and fucked your leaders and you guys all cried about it but whatever i blew jizz yeah. on all your faces like you know you can just say whatever and it doesn't matter mm-hmm. but totally. 
that's kind of like where I was like, I don't know, maybe it would be kind of freeing not to have to do interviews as me, like as a, as a person. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, so I maybe, only, maybe Devin's only, actually, I can only speak forever talking as Tom. So I don't know how it feels <laughs> to be a character, but <laughs> I don't know. You, you don't want to become a, a character of, of Tom, Tom Smith jr. Who is not a junior. Like that's sort of your, like I mean, your, I guess your that's catchphrase. Kind of... That's your catchphrase is you start off like, hi, welcome to the riff land podcast, a riff filled land podcast. I'm Tom jr. Tom Smith jr. But not a junior, but we'll get to that <laughs> later on. Maybe we'll figure that out at the end of the series. It's funny. Cause I got, I got interviewed for a uh, a podcast a few weeks ago, and they kept referring to me like as if my name was not a junior. <laughs> and I thought that was really funny that that's just like latching on of like, oh, he's he's very commonly correcting people of his name. <laughs> not that I care I, either way. Like, call me. I don't give a shit. It's just like, I don't know. It's funny to Devin is very adamant about it and refuses to believe that I'm not a junior. So that's why with me and him, it's a thing. But yeah, it's I don't know. It's funny. I like that. It's become my thing. <laughs> So I'm going to actually go grab another beverage because I'm out of my four. <laughs> Jesus Christ, go for it. <laughs> All right. So hopefully everyone's getting their reviews put in for the uh, Slow Decay 7-inch or the, the D 7-inch uh, thing that uh, Tom and I are going to do so you can win a, a free 7-inch that's sold out. I confirmed that my microphone smells like a microphone while you were gone that is the thing that happens there we go uh, i'm trying to i'm trying to remember i know like i have been to charlotte and i don't think i, I haven't been to raleigh but i went to we flew into myrtle beach went to charleston and then went to uh, uh where in north carolina did we go um where the Panthers play Charlotte Charlotte yeah um so it's weird going and I know you haven't been drinking nearly as long as maybe I have in, in different states um but it's weird the the liquor laws that exist mm -hmm. so like when we went down there it was so weird to see like you'd have a store and they were identified by red dots on the buildings mm -hmm. um and basically you'd like liquor on one side, beer on another. And it was a store you'd walk into with two separate doors and they were not, they, they were separated by a wall. I mm -hmm. thought that was so weird. Um, but yeah, even I haven't, I haven't seen that actually, but it's definitely in, like anytime. Cause Griffin and I are the only ones that drink in the band. So it's always interesting, like running into somewhere like in whatever state and whatever city. And you're like, can we actually buy alcohol here? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't know if we're going to even be able to do that here. The, the interesting thing though, is like, <laughs> so we, my wife and I often joke about how, like you'll go, we call them fimbles. Like you'll mm -hmm. go places and you'll get like a shot. Um, that it might be like, yay big. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, the fuck is this? <laughs> and it literally comes in like a plastic thimble. Um, yeah. and you're like, and they're like $8 for that. And you're like, what the fuck? $8 for that. <laughs> and then like recently we've kind of come to the conclusion where we're like, what do people, when they come to like Michigan, what do they think? Like you come here and a shot, a shot comes in like a rocks glass full. <laughs> and then like, are people like, I'm going to die. Like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, I mean, it's definitely, it's I, definitely tight when you get somewhere and they have like the good size pours for their shots. <laughs> me, uh, me Griffin and our tour manager, Ollie, um, 
we have like a, a daily ritual of we call it a meeting and we just like write before at some point in the show like me him and ollie have a our own group chat and it's just like every day you'll just see meeting question mark and we'll all meet up at the merch table and just go do a shot together but uh yeah i i like to keep track of like where the shots are good and where they're really shitty too <laughs> midwest is interesting chicago is is pretty solid um sometimes you kind of get dicked around price wise but i mean for the most part you can't go wrong with a town that stays open till four o'clock uh for, for drinking we played i i want to say it was new mexico uh and usually ollie like just because he's a great dude and because he he uses his tip money and he doesn't mind doing it. He's usually the one that buys them just, and like, mm. we'll, we'll get him back. And usually it's like, he buys the shots. And then at the end of the tour, we just get him a bottle to like make up for it, you know? But, uh, he, there was one day where like he got me. Yeah, there you go. He got me Griffin himself <laughs> and one other person a shot. And it, they were like, all right, 40 bucks. And he's like, we don't get anything like for being, being on the in the tour band and being yeah. in the band. And they're like, Nope, sorry, 40 bucks. So he like did it. And then the next day, we Griffin and I both like whatever Walmart we were at was selling liquor for crazy cheap. And it was like we bought like a 750 bottle of tequila for him for like nine dollars. And it was like decent tequila. It was insane <laughs> that he got a whole bottle for the amount that he bought. Like we got him a whole bottle for what he paid for a shot. Yeah, if you go to if you're ever in there's a place called Binnie's, um, mm-hmm. and they have like a little uh thing you put on your keychain and shit like that, like your uh for like a discount. Mm-hmm. But like you can go and like they have different shit on sale at different times. But like one time I went in, they had half gallon of Jim Beam for twenty two dollars. Holy shit! That's um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, there's cool shit like that all over. Like when we were out in Arizona, there was I think it's a Bevmo. Is um same kind of thing like it's just a, a, a booze superstore yeah um <laughs> and to me like i love going to those things because sometimes it's crazy to like i mean obviously butions and so forth you can certain beers certain liquors and so forth uh in different places like you know here in the midwest like a big thing and i don't know if you've ever had it uh is is what sorry the thing cut out malort i have not had that <laughs> All right. So or at least I don't right. know that I've had that. I maybe have had it, but I don't. You I, you I would you would it. know you know <laughs> you've had Malort. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you're ever in Chicago, get a shot. I'm gonna tell you it is. It's an acquired taste. Okay. It's pretty fucking disgusting. <laughs> um, but it is definitely one of those things that you. It's kind of like a when in Rome kind of thing. Like when you're yeah. in Chicago or in. A, as it you do a shot just to kind of be like this is this horrible it, yeah. thing we're doing yeah <laughs> um but it's uh it, it's definitely a very uh liqueur uh i'll send you a video when we're done with this i'll send you a video that is like a faux ad um okay. that is <laughs> fucking great for it um actually you know kind of going back to the the lamb of god beer um or the non-alcoholic beer so i know obviously you didn't drink for a while but something mm-hmm. i kind of had wondered with that is like i wondered if people who have never drank would drink that and be like, I actually kind of like that. I wonder if I would like beer and it would steer them into trying beer for the first time. What has your experience? And as someone who didn't drink for the longest time, and, and now you're kind of slowly dipping your feet into this like craft world craft cocktail boom that's been happening in the last like five, six. Years. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, before I became a, a stoner and drinker, dr- beer drinker, 
I was straight edge before that. So like, even if it was non-alcoholic beer, I was like, no, I'm not down with that, you know, but, uh, I I could definitely see like, I mean, granted, I haven't had the Lamb of God beer, but I could definitely see where if I was in somebody's shoes of like somebody who just hadn't ever tried beer being like, oh shit, Lamb of God's sick. Let's try this. It's not alcoholic. I've never drank before. I would definitely see where it would make sense to be like, wait, beer's kind of cool. Like, let's try out all this stuff. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. For for my experience, it was always like vehemently against it. And then I just was like, okay, I don't fucking care anymore. <laughs> let's start drinking, <laughs> you know? what? I don't think you and I have talked about this, but obviously with the show kind of being the crux of it, being that we, we drink uh, various things, mm-hmm. what led you go down that path of actually drinking after uh, do it, not doing it for so long? So... I mean, the whole reason that I was straight edge for a while was um, all like literally, I think, let's just use the number 10, say 10 of my friends from high school. I think eight of them were doing heroin. So I was like, oh, shit. uh, Yeah, I was like super against all of it because I was just like everyone I know is like not that I thought that I was ever going to do heroin by trying anything, but I was just like, I need to distance myself from all of that completely. So I was like super passionate about not doing anything. And then anybody, any of those friends that like I stayed close with over the years, they all got their act together. And it was like, I no longer had this crazy resentment towards substances. Cause like my friends had cleaned up their acts, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And that's when I was just like, okay, well like, I don't think this is ever really going to be a problem for me. Cause I, before I was straight edge, like I had just like done the normal, like, Oh, I'm a, I'm in, I'm a sophomore in high school. My friends stole a bunch of beers. I'll have a beer, you know, like I was never like somebody who was like, I need a substance, but that's when I was like, well, I know I don't have a problem or at least I seemingly don't have a problem. And now my friends are all, they have their life together. So I kind of don't care about this as much. And I'm sure there's some people who are, if they hear that, they're probably pissed off at that mindset. But I mean, that's just my experience. And that was like, it was really being straight edge was really important to me for a long time because it was what I needed for myself to like distance that from my friends, bad choices. But, uh, and and to show like that, I didn't approve of what my friends were doing, but then once they had like gotten their lives back together, I was like, okay, well I don't, I'm not really angry at this stuff anymore. The way that I was like angry at any substance that made my, like was a contributing factor to my friends along the way, you know? So that was like, okay, well, I kind of don't have this, this anger towards it. And I like, I was working at a a craft beer store, like even without drinking and a bunch of my friends who weren't on heroin were doing like really into uh, craft beer. And I was just like around that culture. So I was like, well, I want to fucking try some of this stuff. (laughs) Like I, I'm going to just go for it. And I, I fell in love with craft beer like three, four years ago. And now it's like, kind of my my hobby if i had to make it a hobby you know yeah it's funny i'm actually getting ready to send out another uh package to mark from nothing more like that's something mm-hmm. him and i have bonded over that's and cool. he uh he's been sending me like he sent me a package of a, or two packages actually a beer from out in dallas mm-hmm. um in the texas area and you know he's more of a, a he's kind of like me who like elects a lot of different things but i think sours are more his thing which are definitely not mine yeah um but it's uh it's just really cool. Like I found a brewery, uh, thanks to someone posting this brewery that was like, <laughs> that was like, here's this like fuck trapped, uh, <laughs> beer or whatever they made that looked like a Gatorade 
And I was like, okay, who do I know in Orlando that can get me one of those? But then I started yeah. looking at their, their beer and I was like, oh my God, they got beer that just sounds so fucking amazing. And I was like, who do I know in Orlando that can get me <laughs> any of this? Um, and it's like, I know like what Mark and I are doing and a handful of other friends and I are doing is hella illegal. Like oh, behind, yeah. <laughs> behind me backwards back in this room of this closet i have uh, all the deftones beer Mm -hmm. and that's not available out here but like i have every single one that they've they've put out and it's one of those things where you know loophole like the band's not selling it to people out of state or whatever but it's people getting in contact with someone who lives in another area like hey i'll you know whatever and i love it like i I love the fact that like and it kind of sucks because there's been a couple beers that i've tried from other places Mm-hmm. state where i'm like god this beer was so good and i can't get any more of it because it yeah. does not exist in this area that really sucks and it's uh it's a thing where it just kind of gets to to be you know really shitty and like kind of speaking back to Benny's, like there was a tequila that i found that i really like because i apparently only like really expensive tequila <laughs> and uh there's this brand called fortaliza that a friend of mine uh, is a brand ambassador for which is how it came on my radar but if you go to chicago they have it but it's like 90 95 bo- 95 bucks a fifth Holy like shit. it's yeah really expensive but I it's really shit. fucking good <laughs> i bought one bottle but between that and another bottle of gin that was like that i had when i was out in la that's like really like it comes in like a potion bottle um yeah. actually i forget I actually do this kind of fun shit um so it comes in like what looks like a fucking potion bottle mm-hmm. and i tried it while we were out in la and i mean it was stupidly expensive for uh what it was but um they just recently started uh I'm going to share my screen here in a second. Yep. So, uh, whatever. No, we're not going not gonna to work. <laughs> All right. Well, go fuck yourself then. <laughs> um, um, but basically the, uh, this gin was like fucking like 50 bucks, like a little, like, like a fit. And I just started seeing they started getting it out here uh, in Michigan. Mm-hmm. It's crazy, like to when you start getting into like Cockworth, like where you start like thinking like, okay, like this has got like a weird like junipery kind of flavor, or this has got a lavender and blah blah. Like it's just it's it's fun to experiment. And sometimes like I like during this whole pandemic, it's been interesting because like my wife and I don't can't go out, so like we just don't spend yeah. any money. But I'm also kind of like, ah, it kind of sucks because like I'm I feel like I'm missing out on like some of the fun of mm-hmm. going and trying all these different things. And then, you know, you even get to like some of these different places who will do a whole evening, like with, with liquor and beer. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, it's crazy how you're doing like this fall thing with some fall beers and then fall liquors and fall cut like flavors and forth. And it's like, I, I totally, some people are like, I, I would never touch any of that stuff and, and so on and so forth. But sometimes I just feel like it's like, man, but like, I feel like you're, now like i feel like you're on on something and i've sort of applied that recently to my my pseudo uh drug intake as of lately like (laughs) i'm gonna be 36 in like um two months and Mm -hmm. i just started smoking weed like almost every day um but i only smoke like the last uh, like an hour or two before i go to bed that's how i am i smoke every day but it's like just the chill out before i go to bed 
are you like me then where you're like just constantly thinking all the time and can't shut your brain off uh oh yeah always i have okay. like crazy yeah my anxiety is constantly through the roof so it's like the those the hour or two before going to bed it's like all right i'm just gonna chill out watch a movie and then i could actually get a good night's sleep absolutely that is and in the two and a half months i've been i've been i guess self-medicating as, as some people would call it mm-hmm. i've had some of the best sleep i've ever had i don't wake yeah. up in the middle of the night and don't stay awake on overthinking things or just thinking about shit yeah and it it's become one of those where it's definitely made me start wondering why the stigma been attached to this thing that you know makes me makes me better life because i'm able to actually sleep and not just run on fumes because i just have a my body is conditioned to be a certain way it's wired differently than i guess yeah i don't know i i think i mean obviously like i said i'm big into like craft beer but i think weed is a lot less dangerous than alcohol and oh dude i've been drinking way less since i started smoking it's just in I don't know, like the people don't usually get attacked or, or people don't usually attack anyone while they're stoned. You know, they they usually don't want to do anything. Uh, so I've kind of I kind of never really understood the like alcohol is legal, but weed's not. But yeah, I totally totally get what you're saying. Like it it's either the most chill kind of like social thing or it's actually like a, me- a form of medication to some people. So it's like it it's I think it's really just to keep people <laughs> in jail honestly which is unfortunate because like some states you have absolutely like decriminalized and recreational weed that's legal and then there's other states where people are serving life sentences for a joint you know it's insane yeah how has that been because like i know like in my travels like we went to denver i've been out to the pacific northwest and mm-hmm. i bought legal weed but i remember the first time going to a, a, a dispensary and feeling like I was doing something so wrong because that's yeah. what's been browbeaten into us as a society. Yeah. It's the, been really interesting. Definitely the first time I ever went to a dispensary, I was just like, like looking around, like, I feel like this is wrong. And then like, even like getting out of it, the, it felt even worse when like you'd get in the van <laughs> and it's like, you drive off with this bag of like a bag of pre-rolls and then some like oils or whatever. And it's like, wait, this is okay. <laughs> like I can, I can not yeah. worry about this. Yeah. It's, it's been wild. I, uh, very, very recently, uh, for the first time did like a micro dose of acid. And I was like, mm-hmm. like I've done shrooms. I love shrooms. I, I honestly feel like everyone should take mushrooms at least once. <laughs> yeah. I've never, I've never done them. I've never, the only thing I've ever done is smoke weed and drink, you know, shroom. Interesting, at least for me, and I, and I almost feel like you would probably be the same way. Um, mm-hmm. Just kind of given our conversations and kind of getting more to know how you are as a person. But as someone who likes to think, shrooms and the one time I did uh, the microdose of acid kind of is, gave me the same feeling where it's like it, the high kind of washes over you. Mm-hmm. That's what I've it, heard from people too. It's almost like this sounds really stupid it's almost like when you drink a lot of wine and get wine drunk like the wine drunk <laughs> washes over you slowly like yeah it's and like a slow creep kind of thing it's a slow decay <laughs> there we go uh, which is out friday <laughs> out friday pre-order down below Ooh, here's the link buy our shit. um but it's a it's a thing where for for when i took uh mushrooms um it just it at least for me it makes me think about things in a completely different facet than i've ever thought of mm-hmm. and what was interesting is like, I realized like I become weirdly aware of time. I can and see that. Yeah. 
and it's weird because like I don't really give a fuck about time any other point in my life. But like when I'm streams, I'm always like kind of like, okay, at this time, like blah 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 blah. Like one of my favorite stories to kind of tell, but it's also informed a lot of other things, is like a couple of my friends and I went for a walk in, in the in a uh park mm-hmm. and there was an old couple that passed us on their walk. Like we were walking one way, they walked another. And then there was a runner who was ahead of us and then just went past us. Um, and our friends had their tiny little dogs and they had to pick them up because they couldn't walk for that long of a distance for <laughs> to keep up with us. <laughs> and I remember as we were kind of sitting there and I was like, just kind of laughing and they're like, what's so funny? And I was like, so I don't give a fuck about this, but I think it's funny. Like I'm always aware that like I'm high and this is a high thought. Right. But I always have that moment of clarity where I'm like, here's a weird thought, but it's it's actually interesting to think about. But like, I'm only thinking about it because I'm high um, or tripping or whatever you want to call it. But I was yeah. like, so that old couple, they were in our future. Then we kept moving forward and now they're in our past. The runner <laughs> was in our future, traversed into our present, went into our past. That is definitely some <laughs> tripping mindset. <laughs> but what's interesting is, is kind of thinking about how that's that's all of our lives. Like no, people come I mean, in our lives, and, <laughs> but it's like when you kind of think about the bigger picture of what that represents and so forth, it's, it's kind of a, a, I don't know. It's, it's just interesting to kind of start thinking of things a little bit bigger than you. And then you yeah. kind of just like, Oh fuck. Like I'm, I'm nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in reality, that's kind of a healthy way to think. Cause it's like, you won't maybe stress the small shit as much, but I don't know. Dude. I feel like there's a fine line too between like, how you feel in that moment and what you should actually worry about. But so one of the, something that I have found very lately in the last like year or two of my life is like my wife and I don't want kids. Mm -hmm. Um, And a lot of people feel very, however, a lot of people actually force their thoughts on you about that. Like my kids, you you should have kids. Yeah. We don't want kids either. And we constantly get those same comments. So I know exactly what you're talking about. So I, I like to make it equally weird for people when they ask me uh, like one time I was like, Oh, I'm impotent. And they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, I shoot blanks. Like I can't have kids. So reminding well, me that I can know I can't. Well, that's the thing. It's like, sometimes you don't fucking know why people don't want kids. Like we don't want them because we just don't want them, but it's like, exactly. You don't know what you're bringing up for people. And that's why like, I get really pissed off when people actually do try to force that. It's like, you don't know what you could be bringing up with us. Exactly. Yeah. Um, then I went a different route where I ask a, a pseudo embarrassing question. Like when they're like, Oh, do you guys, you, you don't want kids. And I'm like, so does your partner climax when you're on top or when they're on top? And they're like, what does that have to do with anything? I was like, well, I figure if we're asking invasive Yo. questions, like, yeah, I'll ask you a weird one. Um, but the thing is, is in all of that, what's been interesting and kind of refreshing to me is I feel like I get to live my life where I don't have this, this pressure to to set up and be for mm. somebody else and constantly worry like okay so when i die um how is my kid gonna be how is the world that i leave behind what is that gonna look like yeah it doesn't fucking matter when i'm dead that's it like hopefully like i die uh, hopefully i die bef- after my wife does or before like i don't want her to be like left alone but right yeah. all of that said like basically it's like it's kind of freeing to know that when i'm done that's it. I don't have to worry about anyone or anything. 
Yeah, I mean, and that's a very valid so point. Freeing. And so many people, when you ex- explain that to people, they're like, that's fucked up. And I'm like, no, that's that's so liberating. Because I think yeah. so many people, when I look at uh, parents now, and they're like, I mean, what, what kind of world am I leaving behind? I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, I totally get that for sure. It definitely, it takes the pressure off of yourself a bit. Like I, I mean, granted, a big part of why I don't want kids is because I have no fucking clue what my life is like right this moment, let alone in a, a month from now, let alone in three years from now. But, uh, but yeah, there's definitely like, I mean, the fact that we're both on the same page about like the kid thing is like a very like, uh, Oh dude, I'm totally selfish. Like, I mean, I can't yeah. do this. I couldn't do this <laughs> if yeah. I had a kid. I mean, I guess I could, but like what you kind of to, parent would I be? You have to worry about it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. no, I, just, I, I mean, I have totally just, and this is something that people also don't like hearing. I was like, I'm totally selfish. I would rather be able to pick up and go see a show. Like I, I don't know how many times my wife and I have been like, like I just saw a time hop the other day that it was like randomly ended up at the Norman. Uh, he is legend show. Mm-hmm. We were at the bar drinking and Bridget looked at her phone and was like, so Norma Jean's playing across town. You want to go? And I was like, all right. Yeah. And we just, went. and it's like, we a wouldn't have been at the bar until like nine or 10. If we had a kid at home, let alone going like, do you want to go see Norma Jean? Okay. Right. <laughs> like, it's like, I'm too selfish. I love that. Just pick up and go and do like having a puppy and having a dog kind of makes us a little bit more mm-hmm. cognizant of those things. But by and large, it's like we, I wouldn't have the life I do a child because they just wouldn't be responsible. Yeah, totally. And I think that's a very valid thing that it's a, that's a very valid viewpoint that you're being honest about that. A lot of people don't understand is like, Oh, that's the good kind of honesty. <laughs> slowly kind of i guess in wrapping up so i don't keep you too long um i was gonna say that as much as i like the life's big questions i do have to be heading off in a second (laughs) yeah um is that something you're kind of worried about ending the case of strain at all kind of getting to that point in in everyone's life where maybe marriages and and settling down is kind of taking more precedence over being gone um no because we i mean we don't have any of those plans but i think I think now, now that I've been a part of the writing of two records, if it were to end, I'd be like, okay, I'm fine. You know, like I, do I want it to end? No, of course not. But if like in an hour we were to have a group chat and it was like, we all came to some big like life change within now and 11 PM tonight, it was like, okay, band's done. I'd be like, that's a bummer, but I'm proud of what I did. You know? So I don't, uh, I'm, I'm really, really proud of what we did and what I accomplished with these two records and just with the band. And yeah, that, that stuff doesn't really scare me too much. I'm kind of just like, I'm happy with my friends in the band. I'm happy with what we all did. And I'm just grateful for that, you know? So lastly, where can everyone find you or the band and any other plugs? Obviously there's the thing down below that says uh, where the pre-order for slow decay is, which comes out again this Friday. Uh, I know we didn't necessarily talk a whole lot about the record, but I mean, it's been a four or five month slow release of the record. So yeah, everybody's got um, the idea. And if they want to hear yeah. more about the record specifically, I'm interviewing Devin this week and I'm doing my own podcast episode with myself. So you'll get info then. Um, but that segues into the plug of Riff Filled Land Pod on Instagram. Um, T Smith six, seven, eight on Instagram for me. Uh, you have to let both those accounts know that you have entered into your slow decay or your seven inch uh, giveaway. For D. 
Yes. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, those are the two main I'm kind yep, of like, so kind of on and off Twitter, so I don't even think it's there's a point to giving the Twitter, but yeah, Instagram is where I'm most active because that's the only one that doesn't stress me out. <laughs> so once again, and I finally plug it. Uh, after we're all done with all this, I'll probably take a photo uh, again. Whatever of my seven inches isn't the uh, lower numbered variants, that's the one I'm putting up. Mm-hmm. I'll take a photo of this. I will tag uh, the Riff, Riffland filled podcast page, the Brew Speak Pod uh, Instagram page, and for just shits and giggles, I'll uh, tag Tom as well. Uh, what we are trying to do is we want you to follow all of the just the podcast pages and then leave us a five or a rating and review on iTunes of both of the podcasts. When you're done with that, comment done. And uh, as of we're recording this on the 22nd of July. So what from today, I will pick a winner at random. I'll probably do a live thing. And uh, I will then eat. I keep wanting to say email. I will then mail the seven inch to Tom to have sign to have him sign it. And then he will uh, mail it to whoever the winner is from there. Um, But it's just basically a thank you for supporting the band, supporting the podcasts. And uh, basically, you know, just in this time of, uncertainty and covid and all that kind of stuff uh support goes a long way so we just want to reward the support uh for our endeavors um while we're just doing nothing so yep <laughs> uh, thank you thank you uh for spending two hours with me uh doing this every time we talk a good time and uh i wish you were touring uh, i think at this point i should have seen you about at least two times here in michigan Probably. so yep. <laughs> uh, bummer that i didn't get to to hang out in person but this is the next best thing and uh Fuck it. I think maybe even if I can't get my friend to uh, to start the podcast, like maybe I'll just have you on for a random episode and fill out people for the movie podcast. There we go. I'm into I'm into your idea. So just keep me posted. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, enjoy the rest of your night, and uh, I'll talk. I'll probably text you soon. Actually, I got to send you the Malort thing, so I'll definitely text you. Oh when yeah, we're done. yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for having me. Always a pleasure hanging out and talking to you. Appreciate it. Awesome. Good night. Peace. <laughs>